everyone. Welcome to our second podcast. We're so glad to have you here as we discuss the importance of personality testing and why the results should always be taken with a grain of salt. This conversation is between our two fastest talking members of the office, Managing Director Lindsay Menezes and Head of Business Development Jessie Benici. It discusses Jessie's personality test and how she and Lindsay responded to the lack of alignment in its results. Hope you can keep up. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Lindsay Menezes, MD at Pace Vic and Pace New South Wales. Thank you so much for tuning in to this segment of Pin and Point with Pace. This podcast is a way for us to best reach our audience to discuss different issues and topics within recruitment and provide our take on them. Today, we wanted to talk about personality profiling tests and why they should not be the be all and end all. A lot of our clients use personality tests within their recruitment processes, particularly within the senior management and executive level. This gives an overview of what personality profile that person presents based on their answers to best match them with the role responsibilities they will fulfill. Based on the capabilities the test captures, employers can use the tool to decide if the candidate is going to be a strong match. Now, I absolutely see a place for them in the recruitment process. So much so that I actually administer a personality test to every person that is onboarded at Pace Vic and Pace New South Wales, regardless of whether they're in a sales-based position or serving in a back-of-house function. The insights that they have provided us have been fantastic. So we use Talent Dynamics, which is a personality profiling platform, which I strongly recommend. Test takers are given one of eight profiles after they answer a series of questions asking them about what activities or scenarios best match when they are feeling in flow or at their best performance wise. I then get my staff to review their results and share them with the greater team so we all have a better understanding of each other. However, Personality tests are a topic of broad discussion and not everyone agrees with their results. As much as I have found them to be an extremely helpful tool that offers me with insights on what profiles my colleagues match and the activities I naturally enjoy and feel like they're good at, I do take them with a pinch of salt and use them in conjunction with other steps in my recruitment process rather than just on their own face value. So we thought we would share a recent example of when we have experienced the need to critically question the results of personality tests by offering up Jessie's experience. So for those of you who don't know Jessie Benici, she is the head of business development at Pace Vic, and she has been my right-hand woman for four years. Jessie, welcome, and thank you for taking the time to share your experience. I'm going to let you run with this. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a really busy day today, so I'm super happy to get away from my desk to do this. Yes. And this is your first time on a podcast as well. Yes, it is. I've actually really been looking forward to doing it and I'm glad that I can add some value to our listeners. So I guess as Lindsay mentioned, I have actually been with Pace for about four years now. And over that time, more recently, I've progressed into a head of business development role, which I've been in since the beginning of July 2021. I guess a bit of history on me. I first started off as a recruitment administrator before progressing into a consultant role and a managing consultant, sorry, looking after a small team of recruiters uh, who are actually operating within their designated niches. And I definitely didn't imagine that I would be in this position when I first started with Pace. 
So let's talk about your journey. So as you said, you started off with the business in a recruitment admin capacity, and that involved you maintaining the database, general admin, resourcing, and some candidate management. So for me, you were a complete lifesaver because you were so thorough and detailed. Yes, I used to watch your admin pile on your desk with horror every single day. So (laughs) yeah, can certainly vouch for that. (laughs) Yeah, thank God for you, honestly. Um, So when I watched you progress into the consultancy role, you were methodical, you were process driven and you inherently just understood that recruitment like sales was a numbers game and your approach just completely complemented my own so well. Um, So more recently, I felt I had seen you grow to a point where you were ready to take on a new function and that was our head of BD. But the truth is you kind of rejected my approach. So why did you reject me like that? (laughs) Well, my... I guess my initial response came from an overwhelming feeling of imposter syndrome and I'm sure many people listening have actually felt this before. Mm. I guess this was actually accentuated because I have seen myself as a certain type of person with very defined personality traits. So, for example, I actually have a background in studying law. It it did require me to have quite a regimented structure in my day-to-day activities and I guess when I came on board with you, the role was really recruitment admin focused so I was super process-driven, task oriented made sure that I got job sorry I got the job done well and I really marked my achievements in that area as well because it was super um, consistent I guess on a day-to-day basis and that's something that I really like and I never thought that I would be the sort of personality type that could I guess network the hell out of a room let alone always have my face in front of other people all the time yeah but just before you approached me for the new role Whilst I was in my position of managing consultant, I had actually completed my personality test and received my results, which completely made me feel like I was not the salesperson perhaps I kind of wanted to be or wanted to evolve into. Um, I guess I really did enjoy the sales element of uh, recruitment and I felt to be able to succeed in developing relationships, perhaps my personality profile didn't actually reflect this at all. Right. So what were you profiled as in the test, like out of the eight profiles that it gives you? So in a nutshell, the results that I received from the Talent Dynamics test uh, were aligned to the personality of a lord. Essentially, that defined me um, as being someone that was quite introverted, really intuitive and a sensory being. Very royal. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) So look, it said that I had liked certainty and routine, which I totally agree with. Um, And I guess in terms of my strengths, the results indicated that I was really cautious, detail-driven, good with systems and processes. But the part that I really struggled with um, was just a natural aversion to small talk, worrying about the detail too much and letting go of control. I guess I'm I'm really naturally better with numbers as they're super easy to control, but obviously people aren't as easy to control. So that's how I sort of um, found it a bit difficult to wrap my head around the results and how I could actually mark my achievements in this role too. I definitely mm. agree with that. And, um, you know, that profile could not be any more different to what you'd expect for a sales position. So what was the career recommendation for you in your test if it wasn't sales? Funnily enough, it actually said that I was really aligned to being a financial controller or doing some something with data management or like analyst or something with numbers. And to be honest, as you know, Lindsay, I'm like the worst people, uh, worst, worst type of person with numbers. <laughs> and like shocking on Excel, you yeah. have a panic attack. Really bad. You have to spreadsheet anything. Literally when I'm trying to calculate my figures and they're like $10,000 $10, off or something like yeah. that. So that's why I found it really funny looking at those um, results because it said the worst type of roles – 
were the ones that I would actually be in a position that involved a lot of networking or relationship building or public speaking. And that's pretty much the essence of, of what I thought a, um, a sales or BD type person was. And I guess naturally upon receiving these results, I was really disheartened. Like, as I mentioned, I really had learned to love the aspect of relationship building in recruitment. And it sort of cemented in my head when I got these results that maybe I actually wasn't cut out for the industry in recruitment as a whole, let alone for a head of business development position. I mean, I disagree, but I can definitely vouch after working with you for so many years and seeing how you interact with candidates and clients, you absolutely hate small talk. Yeah, I don't like it. Don't love it. Struggling with it in this conversation as well. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what, though? With recruitment and your role, it's actually never been an issue. So everyone has their own approach to sales. So Jessie gets into the finer detail and she has a natural want to solve a puzzle. So in recruitment, that means looking at a job and finding the right person to fit that role. And that's so respectful. And I really hope no one out there respects recruiters for their small talk because that is just like so far from Mm. what we can add in terms of value. But I never thought it was an important factor. It was your solution and outcomes focused, um, you know, objectives that made me think, well, yes, of course, Jessie's our head of business development. You could follow a process and get results time after time. Well, I guess working with you for so long, I really compared my approach to you. Like, Lindsay, you're naturally super charismatic, great at forming relationships with people, and small talk is definitely not an issue for you, and I just didn't recognize that in myself at all. Um, But you and I have had really transparent conversations, and we unpacked the results of our test, or sorry, of my test, and I've come to realize that a sales personality does not need to fit into a particular mold. You can still succeed by being yourself and just using your strengths to close a deal. Yeah, that's exactly right. And Mm. I want to continue on that point, I guess, because, you know, sales personalities don't necessarily need to be that typical overly extroverted, charismatic personality because I have placed salespeople in the past and it's the ones that come from a place of having detailed knowledge and strong industry networks through respect of their technical understanding that are best received in the market. Sure, I mean, it's great if you're larger than life, but it's not the only way to be if you want to be successful in sales. That's just an example. So, you know, like Jessie, if you know your product really well um, and she has a background as a technical specialized recruiter and understands our industries and sectors really well, you can, I mean, you can sell a solution more effectively as you know exactly what it takes to solve your client's problems. So, you know, I didn't want to judge you or rule you out on that role based on your personality test alone. You know, your your hesitation to taking that head of BD role just caught me off guard, to be totally honest. Um, You know, you've always been so optimistic about your promotions. You've trusted my instinct on how you should grow based on the strengths that I see in your day-to-day. But you took your results and you literally just use them as a total barrier to Mm. be like, no, Lindsay, that head of BD role is not for me. These results are the evidence. So the thing was, I knew you liked BD. Mm. Um, and moreover, I knew you were successful at it. So you and I had a conversation as to what your process was, um, why you were good at it, and then how we could leverage your personality test results into your approach um, just to get the best out of your position. And that completely changed everything for you because we looked yeah. at your strengths. That was being thorough. It was being methodical and process-driven to formulate this foolproof procedure that would give you success but still be true to you and not make you feel like you were faking it or out of your depth. Mm, Definitely. Yeah, for sure. So, Jessie, it's important probably to put forward some words of advice to anyone who has taken a personality test and thinks, 
hang on a second, I shouldn't be applying for that role because it's not listed in my strengths. Or, you know, oh dear, I'm the, this is the wrong job for me that I'm currently in and you actually do love your role. So we should address if you are also an employer and looking at a prospective employee and their results do not generate an exact, exact match for that role that you have vacant, what you should do. Jesse, any words of wisdom? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think if I can continue on from what you said at the beginning, Lindsay, as much as these personality tests can actually add a lot of value, they should also be taken um, with a pinch of salt. And I guess the reason why I say this is when I first saw my results and they resonated with me, but they also really disappointed me. I was actually able to take this negative reception to my results and do a complete 180 and make it really positive because I knew what my strengths were, I understood them, and I felt that I was doing my best work um, by playing to those strengths and I guess tailoring my BD approach accordingly. Yeah, totally. And if I can flip this and talk about uh, a role, for example, that's quite polar opposite to sales, like an accounts receivable officer, for example, presenting with a personality profile that was more aligned with sales, perhaps they could then use their natural relationship building traits to carve out really strong relationships with their clients to get paid on time. Mm. So ultimately, it your success depends on your experience and your understanding of your role from the ground up. And the personality test just really does provide an insight on your natural preferred way of operating. And you can use those results to outline your strengths to better your processes in a way that will actually allow you to seek more enjoyment and success out of your role. You've hit the nail on the head with that there. Um, I mean, I can resonate with this from my own experience. So embarrassingly, as we brought up, um, you know, when I did this test myself, my natural flair for admin and processes was horrendously low. I think it was 8%. So maybe that just shouldn't be something I'm broadcasting, but I've put together our operational process and I've done that from a place where I'm naturally quite creative and enjoy storytelling. Mm. So I have used that to make our processes interactive and filled with examples to tell a story to get the point across. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't mean that if someone ranks lowly in a certain area that they can't do the work. I mean, maybe it's not your favourite thing in the world to do, but, you know, maybe you can spin it in a way to make that task positive and have a positive experience from it. Um, you know, you could even enjoy it as a result. Yeah. And actually, it's really good to get an understanding of what you naturally don't like and what you avoid doing so that you can address it as well. Having that self-awareness is so important at interviews, in in interviews and I guess in your personal professional life as well. Yeah. You could take all that information and work on it or spin it in a way that can make you really positive and get you in a better frame of mind. Like as we mentioned before, I was super disheartened originally when I got my results, but I really do hope this can give others the confidence to push forward with their careers by just changing their mindset, something so simple. And I guess for employers to be really a lot more open-minded if results come back different to what they were hoping from a prospective employee as well. Yeah, totally agree there. Um, you know, there's nothing to say that over time as well that your test results might change. So it's important to address that with jobs that you progress through and certain responsibilities you pick up and you become really good at those responsibilities, you start to learn them and then you start to like them. So as humans, we really like what we're good at and that's so natural. Mm. So as your skills evolve, you could take this personality profile um, and get different results. So, you know, Jesse, maybe in two years' time, you might generate test results that show you are a connoisseur in small talk. But, you know, <laughs> that could be a thing and we should all be open-minded to it. Okay, for that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, I hope this has been insightful for some of you. I know this podcast has been very concentrated on our experience with personality tests. 
more so in terms of Jessie's experience and how we've analysed her results. But what I wanted to share with you is the experience I have seen with clients administering personality profiling tests and then missing out on a prospective candidate who has nailed every other step because they feel the results don't align with the role. And then they go with someone else who turns out not to be the right choice or has other intentions. I just think if you really click with someone and they go through the ranks providing really solid evidence in their examples as to why they are the right fit, you need to prioritize that. Does that person seem like they'll fit your team? Do their values align? Do they have the education and experience to back up their suitability to the role and responsibilities? The personality profiling test is literally just an add-on to yeah, all of that. totally complimentary. Mm. Yeah. And it provides analysis on bo- of both parts uh, between the company and employee to see if the results can be manipulated um, to reach a beneficial outcome, you know, like what we've done with Jesse. Mm-hmm. So if anyone is listening and wants to get in touch with me uh, just to find out more about personality profiling through Talent Dynamics, if you want to administer it to your team or you want to take a test for yourself, please feel free to add me on LinkedIn or email me at lindsay at pacevic.com.au. I'll spell that. It's L-I-N-D-S-E-Y at P-A-C-E-V-I-C.com.au. And I can provide you with insights on how it works and my experience with it both personally and as a manager. Jesse, thank you so much for getting away from your desk and sharing your experience. Back to BD for you. Yes. <laughs> if anyone wants to reach out to you, what's the best way? Look, I'd be more than happy to answer any questions. So if you guys want to um, have a look at me or you can find me on my LinkedIn or you can email me at jessie at pacefic.com.au. Same format as Lindsay's is that my name is spelt J-E-S-S-E. It's really been a pleasure and I really hope this has actually been helpful for anyone who's felt burnt by their personality profiling. I'm sure it will be. Thank you so much to everyone who's tuned in. We look forward to catching you on our next Pin and Point segment. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. And that is it for our second podcast. And what an amazing conversation between Lindsay and Jesse. I think it's so natural for us to want to overanalyze ourselves at times. But it was so great to hear Jesse's take on this type of testing. As the pair mentioned, if you're eager to get in touch or have further questions about personality profiling tests, connect with us on LinkedIn, visit our website, or even email us. We can't wait to hear from you.